Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 274. This is our recap and review of Supergirl 208 Medusa, and we are going to get super spoilery on it. To recap, Thanksgiving at Kara's house gets off to a rocky start as James and Wynn want to confess their vigilante lifestyle, but Alex has confessional plans of her own. Everyone's plans, however, are thwarted when a space-time rupturing above the dinner table occurs. Monel has a hard time at the alien dive bar as he gets his ass kicked by Cyborg Superman and is sickened by a virus made to kill aliens wholesale. Kara discovers to her great disappointment that this biological weapon was designed by none other than her father. Eliza Danvers uncovers the workings of the aerosolized virus and points out an isotope needed for its dispersal. Supergirl and the gang show up just in time to stop, stop Hank Henshaw from getting his robotic hands on it, but Maggie takes a hit, which gives her and Alex a chance to bond over some minor surgery. Kara confronts Lena about the, her mother and gets the cold shoulder. Lena then offers to help her mother and her dastardly alien-erasing scheme. Her mother accepts Lena's help, but later regrets it as Lena has reversed the effect of the isotope and rendered Mom's giant weapon useless. Eliza uses the Xenovirus to find a cure for both Monel and the nearly white Martian John, or Jean, since I can't speak. <laughs> she also finds time to let Alex know that she's okay with her being way into Maggie, which is good timing all around because Maggie's near-death experience has shown her that she'd rather take her chances with Alex after all. Some faceless people are after Monel, but wait, Barry Allen and Cisco Ramon cross universes to ask Supergirl for help. Um... We have a little, before we jump into our what our feelings are, uh, Roland Smoker sent us a message. Um, he says, I think it was a little misleading to call this a Fortnite crossover event. The only thing that saves it is that Cisco's portal showed up throughout the episode. Otherwise, I wouldn't call Barry and Cisco showing up at the end as part of the Invasion episodes, as they made clear in, the, in their naming of the episode. My one gripe with Supergirl in general is just how much time they spend on romantic relationships is it just me, or is it a lot, even for CW standards? Or maybe it's just the way the they present it, they present it in this show, which irritates me. I think I said out loud at one point, "Could you please wrap up Alex's relationship issues before you start on Monel's?" <laughs> uh, no, they can't. <laughs> I can only I can only say this as a prediction, but hopefully it's it's uh, it is precedented. They did a similar thing last time. Um, Mm-hmm. Like every time they've done this, they they like they tiptoe into crossovers. Every time they acquire a new show into the universe officially, they kind of tiptoe. I, they just got Supergirl. I think they're not necessarily counting on like the Supergirl viewers to to be familiar with everything mm-hmm. else because you know that even if you wanted to, you may not have been able to catch up. You know, even if you were like a mm-hmm. Supergirl fan and went, "Oh my God, she's about to be connected to this whole universe," and hit Netflix that day, you may still not have caught up correctly. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and, and predict you- that next year it's a full blown four four person crossover, assuming Legends is still around. Right. And, you know, we, we we did report on this. We have talked about this in the news episodes. I don't know if you caught up on that one, Roland, or anybody else. But um, they have said, and that's fine if you didn't. I'm not, I'm not raking you over the coals or anything. But um, aside from saying, why the hell aren't you listening to all of our shows? But anyway. <laughs> we can't afford a rake. Don't worry. But no. Um, <laughs> they're like $12 at Home Depot. Those are expensive. It's $12 worth of food, man. Um, $12 worth of action figure. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But anyway, no, uh, they they did say they did like a, a full blown two part episode pretty much last time, two or three, whatever it was, and they didn't want to go all the way into four because of how hard it is to do. So yeah, that's what it was. It was a two part crossover that led into Legends. This time is a three part cl- crossover that involves one of the other shows. Yeah, 
Um, and plus, the other reason, though, was that this episode was the mid-season finale for Supergirl. Yeah. So they didn't want to devote, like, their mid-season finale to the invasion. Which is a, is which a little sense. ad hoc. I mean, they could have... They could have scheduled that slightly differently. I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have, like, bumped up the time frame on Supergirl Lives, maybe, and gotten her in there, but maybe there's some maybe. logistical I consideration know. I don't know about, but it's, it's, it worked out. I'm not, I'm not really hating on it. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of them in Supergirl, but it is an entirely different universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, God, she was so as good for, on the rest of the shows. Yeah. As, as for, um, not wrapping up Alex's thing before they start dealing with Monel's, I think they kind of did. Well, he's right. They did overlap. Ep- like Monel was already asking after um, Kara as of last mm-hmm. episode, so we had all that. And then even this mm-hmm. episode, where she's doing the like, "Do you like me?" By the way, she has the subtlety of a broken bulldozer. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you don't like me, do you? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it, I've never, I've never seen anyone actually approach it that way. I mean, I, I admit it's efficient, mm-hmm. but um, they were they were already going into the Monel Kara thing, and they hadn't quite wrapped up Alex and Maggie. They mm-hmm. did overlap. I admit it, it's. I think he's right. Even for CW, I think it's a lot. I think thematically it works to have the Alex thing going on at the same time as the Monel thing because in a societal sense, in a lot of ways, and in their own minds, they're, they're both not supposed to like the people they like. And they're both trying to deal with that. So I think the, the idea being that Alex is you know brave enough to come out and dig Maggie, and therefore Monel should be you know strong enough to openly like Kara. Right. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Because Dax and Mites and Krypton, Kryptonians, I can't say their names, <laughs> Kryptonians, are supposed to be into each other. Yeah, I, I with Monel, I don't feel like that's going to be a big deal for him, after, uh, at least not for long, even if it is. Mm. But I don't think it'll wind up being as big of a deal as the idea of like her being stronger than him, because he seems like a, kind of a macho dick. <laughs> he just seems like a, a, a bit of a slut. I haven't really assigned him many other uh, characters so far. <laughs> He um, well, I mean, but you know, I I really did like the the like the way they've wrapped up Maggie and Alex for now is 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 good. I really like the the little line about we mm-hmm. should kiss the girls that we want to kiss. Um, like, mm-hmm. and they did this a lot faster than I thought they might. I I really thought they were going to drag it out into like the end of the maybe even two kind of toward the end of the season. Um, but mm-hmm. they both they both got over their stuff. Alex came out to everybody. Um, cute little scene with their mom. By the way, I have a theory about that scene yeah. with their mom. You'll notice she was ha- really? she was holding a tablet the entire time. Mm-hmm. I'm. This is going to sound mean. I'm sorry. I wonder if they gave her the tablet so she wouldn't move her hands while she was acting. Oh, you know what I mean, though. That would be really good. Yeah, because she's a terrible. She actress. moves her, like she keeps doing things with her hands. They're weird. <laughs> she keeps doing the, the sandwich thing with her hands. Uh, it. But and the, I, I kind of got done with the scene and was like, oh, that went better. Wait a second. I think I know why. Yeah, she has to have something to do with her hands. That's a good yeah. call. A mean call. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. It's kind of a mean call, but, you know. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. But um, the way they wrapped up, Alex actually uh, coming out to everybody. Oh, by the way, at the beginning of the episode, too, um, I do, I really love drunk Alex. She was She fun. was so much fun. Um, and her little hangover kind of thing at the night, it's, that was all, I, I'm really entertained by her. Uh, but then Maggie getting over her own, you know, personal stuff, the, the like, I'm more experienced and therefore we can't be together thing. She, yeah, she, I thought she wrapped it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Supergirl lives on Hope Street? I did not. But, oh my yeah, god. Cara, they, I think it's the first time they've shown it. I, maybe they have before, and I just didn't catch it, but like they showed like the little intersection where her apartment is, and it's Hope Street. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of showing things, the Dance with the Devil graffiti is official now. 
Oh, did you see it? I didn't see when that. When Monel is uh, trying to get everybody out of the bar, it's in the it's in the the oh, doorway. Nice. That's awesome. I don't know what the hell that means, other than it's a neat phrase. But um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it means damn. Anything, it doesn't really. mean a damn thing, but it's a neat phrase, and they finally worked it into the show. Um, I was annoyed by this. You really hit it off with Monel. Like Monel comes in, he's introduced to Eliza. And I actually, I actually did like she, like they walk away talking, Kara talks to Alex for a second and then goes back to Eliza and says, you really hit it off with Monel. 38.4 seconds between Eliza meeting Monel mm-hmm. and the point where she looks over and says, you really hit it off with Monel. He was already over on the couch, <laughs> not talking to Eliza. Yeah. They really hit it off. Yeah. I was still, I was still just happy with the with the line. I have to hear about this science. What is science? <laughs> and apparently, he immediately just ignored whatever she said and went and sat down right. on the couch. <laughs> uh huh. Great. Yeah. I do know guys that do that. Like, walk, they do the thing like, "Hey, tell me about everything," and then like two seconds into the conversation, they're completely off somewhere else. Like literally, physically off somewhere mm-hmm. else. <laughs> like, dude, how do you how do you like you, you hit on people with ADD? It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Calix dead? Because um, that would be extremely I mean, sad. I assume it would be. I was sad about that I, too, and I w- I'm hoping that he's just, you know, repairable. I I I am hoping because she looked sad about it too. Mm-hmm. It's just ah, uh, I really liked Calix. He was a neat yeah. and b pretty damn good bit of CGI. I thought they always, he always looked good. I just kind of wanted Tyler Hecklin to show up and be like, "What? Oh, oh my God! What, what happened did you to do? him? What?" This is not okay, Kara. This is not okay. <laughs> this is my best friend. I thought James was your best friend. Jimmy! And no, Jimmy's not my best this friend. This is my real one. Kalex was my best yep. friend. It was his sweet voice that nursed me from a child. Oh, God. It's going to be like when Crypto gets taken out and whatever happened to the <laughs> man of tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man, don't, don't mention that. <laughs> that would still hurt me. I don't know. As much as your dog's been barking, I don't think I can get sad over a dog right now anyway. I, I'm, those <laughs> poor guys are having trouble. I have to sanction them in like one section of the house. They've got a whole half of my house right now. It's not like they're caged. But uh-huh. um, some the narrative is some my, my neighbors have lost a football in the backyard and we're tooling around back there. So, um, mm. yeah. Sorry about the dogs, guys. <laughs> don't. It would have been worse if I'd done anything else. <laughs> like I can't put them any further away from me. Um, now we all got stuff, man. You know. Oh, um. So there's a give and a take with Hank this week. Mm-hmm. Um, great line. Your parents' legacy is not death and destruction. Kara, it's you. Awesome. Yep. Great. Absolutely. Fantastic. Wonderful line. And then there's the stupid thing where he's like standing in the doorway, all repaired after some stupid line about a common enemy. I don't know. That was weird. But mm-hmm. It really was like, and we wrapped everything up. Oh, and John's fixed too. It just yep. seems so like, <laughs> just so damn quick and shoehorned and weird. It was like it, the way they wrapped up almost everything was annoying. Yeah, like Jean's fixed and Monel's fixed and Happy annoying. Days he, ahead. You know, Kara just decided not to tell him what he said when he was all crazy, and also annoyingly, he didn't remember what he said. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But he probably does. There was just like it, I enjoyed the crap out of the episode, but but then there was like that couple of minutes right there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on now, hold on, slow, slow your ass down. You need to wrap this shit up right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hank gives more than he takes. Man, that White Martian fight was great. It was fun. I really yeah, it was it. fun. 
I uh, I was actually annoyed by the awful grate on Henshaw's metal skull. Like, he had just this weird, like, awful helmet-looking thing over that. I'm like, how do you think that makes it better <laughs> than your metal skull? And I know the real answer is that the metal grate that he put on top was, you know, a practical effect that was cheaper than the CGI they needed to make the skull. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally get it. You had to afford all those, uh, all those uh, retries from uh, Vibe almost getting in there, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I laughed at my uh, at myself, really, because I, I looked down and, you know, you, you just kind of look over your notes before we start doing this. And I look down and there's one line that just says, Maggie's down! <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Apparently that's all I thought to put was, Maggie's down! Exclamation part. Uh, that's funny. That's all I had for it. Oh, you know what line I actually liked is when uh, Monel woke up and he was still dying, mm-hmm. and he and he told Supergirl, "You know, you look beautiful with the weight of all those worlds on your oh, shoulders." Oh yeah, that was fantastic. That was a good line. That really was. Like I swooned a little. I was like, <laughs> oh, "Oh my, <laughs> oh Mister Beauregard." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we didn't talk about Lena at all. Um, yeah, um, they had a fun little thing with her, like. I did the same thing. It's been kind of the theme this week is like given, given and taken a line or given and taken an action. Like her little line about, um, you, you know, you're not going to do this, are you? Or something like that. And it's why not? I'm a Luther. Dumb, <sighs> dumb, 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 dumb. But, and I, and I just, I was super mad about the line because I thought that's really what they were doing with her right now. So I admit I, they, they got me. Like I, I was willing to believe that the show was going to ma- make that misstep with like Lena's going to, you know, go work with her mom and be a, Try to impress her mom yeah. and all that stuff. Um, I didn't, but I was spoiled. I I had no spoilers, and I I just I, I thought they might actually do something that stupid. So when they said that, I was already thinking, oh my god, it's gonna be it's gonna be even worse than I thought. But no, I like this. I like the Lena actually. Like she makes the virus inert. She basically folds the whole plan herself. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. I like to think that I would have figured that out, or you know, whatever. But I, yeah, I was spoiled. Uh, <laughs> I saw it online. Yeah. No spoilers. I was I was perfectly happy to well not happy, but I was perfectly ready to give up on it and go, Oh my god, this is what I'm in for. Shit. It's gonna be terrible. Um yeah, the, the I did like her mom being like, I didn't know you believed in the cause. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but that just felt so right to me. Right. That line. Um Oh, a line from John I liked. You're finally right, Henshaw. I am a monster. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. What I didn't like, you may be a cyborg, but you're no Superman. Blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did, like, why is he even calling himself Cyborg Superman unless he is acting like Superman in a cape with the Superman outfit on? I don't want to hear him talk about how he's Cyborg Superman. Why is he Cyborg Superman? They didn't. They never did make that make a lot of sense. Um, I think it's the last thing I got, but I did really like her, uh, like, Kara talks to her dad there at the fortress and just kind of learns that like her dad was a, a weaponizing jerk, you know. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I mean, I think thinks he's doing the right thing, I guess. But um, I imagine a sure. lot of people that design weapons probably don't think they're being evil. I, it's like, but yeah, like there's this theme where she just keeps realizing that her her parents were kind of dicks, and um, more than that, they like helped. Well, the way she puts it is like, now your perfect weapon is in the hands of my enemies. And yeah. the part that kind of made me, I don't know, the, the reason the line got me was like, she like shrugs and turns the screen off and it's like you could see her just going like, there's another fucking parent I can't trust. This is bullshit. Yeah. Which I like, I like Jean's take on it. And he was like, no, they they were doing what they had to do to save your people. I don't understand. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's something that's, that's always been like philosophically a, a point I enjoy about Superman and you know, in this case, Supergirl stories, any kind of super stories. Um, it, you've got like especially the the Superman, Supergirl, like the Kryptonians here, that kind of family are very like hope driven people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to like solve everything as nonviolently as possible. And you, there's a ton of stories about them, like, shutting down a weapons manufacturer or shutting down Lex's, you know, newest, greatest weapon and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You see all this stuff, though, where it's like they're trying to enforce peace. But what's always, and it's fascinating to me, is that they're just giant living weapons. They're like, the world's deadliest weapon is trying to shut down every other weapon. Mm-hmm. There's a few stories that have explored it and I always enjoy it. Because, yeah, oh, like, yeah, they have the, they have the, like, they're invulnerable. They have the right to say, like, no, we shouldn't have weapons. Well, you can't die. Fuck off. I don't... <laughs> yep that always that's always a fun you know you, amanda waller's usually in there yeah in those kinds of those stories. kinds of stories uh, it's just yeah, it's an angle i, I like I there's a lot stories. of there's a lot of storytelling you can do with all these characters and it's one of the one of the ones i enjoy mm-hmm. but um yeah i i uh <laughs> i don't know there's something it bothers me a little bit because it's like are are these heroes that i don't know short-sighted like they're just like, why would you? I hate my dad. Why would he create a weapon, dumbass? Because then Krypton would be dead. <laughs> Sometimes it does come down to us or them. It just does. Yeah. That's just the way it. You know, life works. They didn't have superpowers on Krypton. How do you not get it? <laughs> ah, that bugs me. And then like, yet yeah, every week on the Flash, you know, like because they would totally do the same thing. Like Barry would say, like, oh, we can't do this weapon. And like, you create a weapon every week. <laughs> like you guys create some kind of big you ass have an gun arsenal or like there was even a week where like grenade. Cisco recreated heat wave and <laughs> Captain Cold's weapons for him. Come on, guys! He even made glitter one. <laughs> Golden glider. Golden glider. I mean, it's like glitter or something. <laughs> Golden glider. glider. There we go. <laughs> oh, I was man. sitting here. Anyway. I, I was really sitting here struggling. Like, it's not. It's not glitter. It's something. To, oh, yeah, there we go. Thanks, Dave. Good save. <laughs> I was like glitter. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah, here like I'm gonna I get just... this any second now. I'm gonna remember this. Oh, okay. And you're right, you know, like, and also, you know, last week or whatever it was, Supergirl just blasted the shit out of Hank Henshaw's face, thinking he was a human. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank God he was a cyborg, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think she was already already aware he was special at least before she started blasting him. Yeah. Well. Oh, um, this is really the last thing I got, uh, I promise. But, um, yeah. and I only mention it here. It's 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 in the rest of the crossover. I only mention it here because um, this is the first time it appears. But it's just a funny line. Like, Cisco comes in. This is a nice universe you've got here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you just, it, it, I don't know. Cisco makes me laugh a lot, but just showing up immediately going, like, great universe. Good work. Like, you've seen, like, the inside of one apartment. <laughs> well... They've kind of been popping up all over that world. Yeah, I guess. Well, they've been at least, like, getting close to it. Um, And the thing I really liked, though, was, like, it's the most Supergirl thing you could possibly do is... Barry says, like, you remember where you said I could come ask you for help? She does, She cuts straight to it. What are we up against? Yeah. Who do you think these guys are coming after um, Mon-El? Not a clue. Um, I'm kind of hoping former Daxamites. So I saw uh, some people online were uh, conjecting that it might actually be... Uh, from his um, little, uh, well, whatever, because he mentioned Warworld earlier, and they noted that the uh, ship was yellow and looked kind of like the uh, some of like the like the World Warworld ship, you know. Mm. 
Yeah. I was happy to propose that Monel was supposed to be here on a mission from Daxum, and those are fellow fellow Daxumites coming back to get him because he's gone off off book. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Maybe we don't know shit. Yeah, I don't know. All right, guys, that's uh, that's everything. When is Supergirl coming back? Because this was the mid season finale. It was. Uh, it's telling us. Drum roll one sixteen with everything else. Hmm. Again, I've said this every time. The air dates are a little shifty right now, but current current mm-hmm. information says January sixteenth. All right, there you go, guys. We are DC on screen. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. We're proud members of the Giants Has Team Up Network, GiantsHasTeamUp.com, Batman Podcast Network as well. If you want to subscribe to us, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are going to be coming back with Flash 308 Invasion. Until then, keep some DC on your screen.